Welcome to Reading Between the Reels. I'm Matt Leader, and today is another bonus episode, and we'll get back to our regular episode next week. I'm Craig Dickinson, and today on the show, we're going to be sharing some audio of a special conversation we had with our students, and we had two guests this time. We had uh, Dominique Dennis, uh, who's a principal at Sacagawea Middle School, uh, and she's the former principal of McLaughlin Middle School, and so she was Matt and I's boss for a little while. Uh, she's a great lady. She's a Star Wars expert, super fan, and she had a great time talking to our kids. And the second guest that we have is Mike Pilot, who is uh, one of the former hosts. He's a co-creator and still producer of the Full of Sith podcast. Great guy. Was very instrumental in helping us get started. Uh, was very supportive, has always been very supportive of, of us using Star Wars in class. And, and he had some great things to say as well and had a great time talking to our kids so I hope you enjoy the audio uh, with both these awesome guests. Good morning. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Okay, guys. As I said before, please use the hand raising function so that I know to call on you. You can also use the chat. But of course, I prefer to hear your voices and I need you to have your cameras on. And we'll just go through and see if we can get at least one question in one form or another from everybody. So who would like to start us off? Danica Reyna, why don't you go ahead and jump in? Um, why was like Padme and Anakin's relation set up so toxic? That's a, that's a really good question. And this is, you know, purely my opinion. I am not a filmmaker. I am just a super fan. I think that Padme with her, um, with her privilege, for one, and then with Anakin, who really had grew up in the opposite of privilege, and then going into into the Jedi, you know, arena, really is a, a position of um, of service almost. Perhaps, perhaps their val core values didn't necessarily align. And when you have, um, you know, if if you are grown, if you grow up in and have some pretty significant trauma, like. I, I believe Anakin had. It's hard to work through those things when you're not necessarily acknowledging your past and um, and deciding what you want in the future. So I think he was easily influenced and perhaps a little manipulated. Yeah, that's a good question. And, and I like that response. I, I think one thing we pointed out too a lot was that their relationship is supposed to be toxic. You're not supposed to be rooting for them uh, to succeed in this. We're, it's, it's not a healthy relationship and it's not intended that way either. All right. I'm going to ask a question just to kind of get things rolling. Mrs. Dennis, what did you think about Hayden Christensen, uh, at the end of return of the Jedi? How do you feel about that change in versus the old guy in the original I, version? Honestly, I found it a little shocking and because I, so return of the Jedi is my favorite movie of, of, the the first six um and so much so that i had the the album and i can recite the whole movie by heart and so i was used to seeing you know the the older guy and so i guess i guess i understand the i understand the reasons artistically to to um have hayden christensen in that final scene however you know if the force ghost that you see at the end of return of the Jedi is actually, you know, the older guy. So it was a little jarring for me personally. 
Uh, what about you guys? Did you guys? I can't remember. Did you guys like seeing uh, young Anakin Skywalker in the in the film? Did that make sense to you guys? You guys can just unmute and just chime in real fast. Yeah, uh, Alexandra, go ahead. Okay, so the Force Spirit of Anakin, I think it makes sense because Force Spirits is a Force ability that only Jedi's have. And when Anakin was a Jedi, he was that age. That so is a valid argument. Okay, we got a question in the chat. Uh, Haley asks, what's your favorite quote in all the Star Wars movies? Uh, do or do not, there is no try. That's a good one. Uh, mine is... Mine is, uh, I am a Jedi like my father before me. That's my favorite scene. And Return of the Jedi is my favorite, still my favorite Star Wars movie, uh, period. There's no question that is too out there or that is dumb or any of those things. Was Anakin Darth Vader at first? Danica, did you get to see all, all the films that, that we, or you, I think you were absent a few times. Yeah, so we had, yeah, they are they are the same person. We That's why we watched the films in the order we did. We watched them in the four, five, one, two, three, six order uh, so that we get the reveal that, that Anakin uh, and Darth Vader are the same person, that Vader says to Luke, I'm your father. And then we go back and show the progression uh, of the nine-year-old boy into Dark Lord of the Sith, killing everyone. Uh, and, 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 for one, because it's just cool to see that, but also primarily to see the parallels between his journey and Luke's and to see what choices he makes uh, as opposed to what choices Luke's makes in, in similar situations. Hey, Mr. Dickinson, I have a question. I don't know if I'm put this out there, especially, especially for, the, for the ladies in class. Um, so I am and always have been a, a Star Wars super fan. And I, you know, I was the first Star Wars movie came out when I was like, I think, I think I was six or seven years old. No, maybe five or six years old. Anyway, when I was growing up, while I loved, loved Princess Leia, loved her, love her character. Um, I never saw myself as Princess Leia. I always saw myself as Luke Skywalker. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a Jedi and, and, you know, Princess Leia in the end, you know, there, she has a, she has a story that continues, but, um, but I really, um, it was all about being a Jedi. And so I was wondering, um, do any of you feel that way? And, and so I, I think for me seeing, um, in the, the latest trilogy, seeing a Ray as a female Jedi, it was like all of my dreams came true. What are your thoughts on that? Danica, you have your hand raised. Should I be calling on you? I don't know. <laughs> Did they ever end up forgiving Darth Vader? I think I don't want to spoil anything, Danica. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it all, but all is revealed. Yeah, I felt like a little bit like a Disney shill yesterday as I pointed out all the things that are on Disney Plus, including the sequel trilogy. So it's like, hey, here's your here's your summer homework. Uh, to follow up on that because we didn't really get to Ray uh, alluded to the fact that there is more films and that this, you know, this woman pictured here is the main character, but uh, go forth and, and check that out on your own. Let's see. Uh, Gabriel, I'm going to call on you. Did you like the scene where Darth Vader died? Do I like the scene where Darth Vader died in return of the Jedi? I think it's a great scene. I think it, um, I think it was a, 
I felt like in the in the dialogue and, and certainly in the acting that Darth Vader is finally at peace with, you know, the, the stuff that was tugging at his heart, because I really, his journey to become Darth Vader was, um, you know, there were a lot of, there was a lot of anger there. And I feel like maybe he, he released a lot of anger and um, yeah. Um, there's a question, there's a question in the chat about what do I think of the way Jar Jar is portrayed in the film? I think that perhaps I, I struggle with Jar Jar because of uh, some, I'm not sure it was very culturally responsive of the Star Wars trilogy for Jar Jar, but um, I honestly, um, beyond that, I haven't thought too deeply about that um, other than some cultural missteps. What do you think Han doesn't believe in the force? Why do you think, Han, uh, <laughs> I think I think Han believes in the stuff that's in front of him and he believes in, in himself. And for him to, to believe in something that's sort of outside of himself that he can't control is really difficult. Do you think that it was a bad idea to give Anakin the mission to go protect Padme? Well, I think we are, I just always have, I think they were destined to have this, this love relationship that that ultimately failed but but uh I, I, if it were anakin who else would it be you know at this point i'm not sure what was the reason the jedi couldn't have feelings toward other people you know i, I think it I, I don't know too much about the backstory on why this is a, a thing for for jedi but perhaps it's it's to do with you know, being one with the force and, um, and taking in, taking in the universe through, um, through the force. And perhaps it's, it, it's not meant to have relationships that in a, in a typical way, you know, for two people to fall in love. I don't know. I'd have to think about that one a little longer. That's a tough question, but a good one. Thanks, Danica. Who do you think, who do you like more as a villain, Darth Vader or Kylo Ren? Well, Kylo Ren's a pretty great villain uh, on many levels. I think, um, well, I think that certainly the the story is great. I think um, I can't I can't remember his name. The guy who played Kylo Ren just really um, his acting was was uh, an A plus in my opinion. Yeah, we we didn't actually get to watch that movie, but I'm hoping that they will go and, and find that. Uh, one thing that I'll uh, comment on that is I love the fact that they made uh, Kylo Ren a Darth Vader fanboy because you can't top Vader and I think it's brilliant that they didn't even try that they they went the other way and said you know what let's just acknowledge the fact that Vader is amazing uh, and then just have this other character who is you know in awe of him as much as we are uh, we got a couple of people with uh, some hands that have been waiting for a while so I'm going to go ahead and call on uh, Christopher about that. Hi, Christopher. Um, what do you think about Anakin going to the dark side? I, I kind of think it was inevitable that Anakin went to the dark side, uh, just based on his history. And certainly, I think, you know, in the there was some, you know, on Obi-Wan's side, maybe um, 
just based on the movies, there's some relationship and trust that wasn't necessarily built. Uh, Bree, why don't you head and go ahead and jump in? What do you think Luke Skywalker's weakness was? Well, I think Luke Skywalker, um, especially in the first couple of movies, was very immature and a, and a little kind of whiny, maybe. Just thinking about himself, you know, and Yoda talks about that. You, you're constantly thinking about the future and not what's happening right now. And, and you know, perhaps that could be a little self-centered. So, but ultimately, you know, Luke is a, a great character and I'm a big fan of his. So uh, Dominique, I want to make sure we're respectful of your time. Uh, I had you book for another five minutes. You can stay as long as long as you want. You can come and go. It's a beautiful thing about Zoom. Uh, we're, we're glad you're here. And I go ahead and ask another question that you can answer if that's good. Yeah, another I, question I, or two? I, ha- I can be here until 1030. I've got three minutes. Okay. Uh, Vaden, why don't you go ahead and ask your question? Why was it a better idea to separate Luke and Leah at birth? I, th- I think that was part of to keep them hidden from, from Darth Vader to, to keep them safe. Um, because if, if it had been known that there were, there were two babies that would have been, it would have been, it would have been a hunt for those babies and it would have been not good for a lot of reasons. Uh, Danica, why don't you go ahead and ask your question? So what like is Yoda exactly? Like what is his species name? I I don't I don't actually know that. I don't I don't know, but uh I he he I have it you you can't see it, but I have him I I channel Yoda in a lot of what I do and I've got him back here sitting on my shelf. So he's he's probably my favorite character. And if you know somebody asks me who my favorite superhero is, it's definitely Yoda. Yeah, I don't think we've we've ever got or probably will ever get hit the species that he is. I think Lucas has come on record and said we won't uh, ever find out. Uh, but what is interesting is that he's not the only one of his species, of course, that we had Yaddle before on the Jedi Council. And of course, now we have Grogu, who uh, for those who that haven't met him yet, we're going to watch a little bit of that on Monday. So they'll get to they'll get to see him. Uh, let's see. Let's go one more. Gabriel, why don't you uh, go, go ahead and drop your question in. Do you think Leia would be a good Jedi? Absolutely. She has strength of character. Um, she has just tons of leadership skills. She's inspiring all of those things. She, she is a, a very, very strong character. And, uh, you know, she really led the the rebellion to many successes so yeah she is she will be she is sorry uh i think she'd be a great jedi uh that's a beautiful note to end on if you gotta go yes well thanks so much mr dickinson and class for for having me today i really this is fun and i love talking about star wars because i'm a super fan there you go thank you so much Uh, have a great summer, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Pilot. He is uh, one of the co-founders of the Full of Sith podcast. And you're still producing the, the show, yeah, right? I'm still producing it. Sorry, I, um, 
I've been Googling and, and Skyping and doing Teams and Zoom for a year and a half now, and I forgot to unmute myself. So it was a rookie move. How's everybody today? Uh, I think we're I think we're doing pretty good. We uh, we're zooming in the classroom, oh, cool. uh, which is the first time I've done this. So I got a there we go. We got the, got the bell ringing. Uh, so we're kind of reminding ourselves how to use Zoom because we haven't done it for a couple of months, uh, and we've never done it in person in Zoom. So this is the this is our workaround for COVID where we can how all have microphones and all have cameras. So that's well, nice that you can all be together too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what I'm doing is I, they've got uh, a couple options to ask questions. I got a few people with their hand already raised and I'm taking the, those people first and then everybody else is kind of dropping things in the chat. So okay. if that's okay with yeah, you, uh, I'm going to go ahead and call on, uh, on Brie again. So Brie, why don't you go ahead and ask your question? If you collect collectibles, which one would be your favorite? Of all my collectibles? That's a, that's a hard question. There's a lot that I have a lot of um, emotional attachment to, like a lot of the ADATs behind me are from when I was a kid. I still have them from when I was, what was it, 81 I got that ADAT or something like that. So that, that one means a lot to me. But recently, about three months ago, I had a friend that lives out in uh, Kansas. He was at a yard sale and he found an original vinyl case that the original figures came in, but they didn't actually come in the case because they made the case, but they didn't have enough figurines to get them out when it came out. So you got like um, a cardboard card that said what was coming in it. And then like months later, they they gave you the, the figures, the uh, little Darth Vader and, and um, Princess Leia, Luke. So I would think that because I got it recently and I've been trying to find it since I'm a little kid. So that would be my favorite. Awesome. Yeah, and you got a lot of stuff on display there. That's great. Yeah, this is just my garage. This is yeah. <laughs> the overflow room. That's right. The extra stuff. Yeah. Uh, Christopher, why don't you go ahead and jump in? What are your thoughts on um, Anakin and Luke losing their right arms? So I, I think it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of theories and there's a lot of facts on all this. And, and something that came to my mind... In, the, in more recently than over the long period of time. But recently I thought that, like you just think that Vader's fighting Luke and he cuts off his hand because they're fighting. But the more, the more I consider it, I think Vader did it as a gift to Luke to bring him, Vader was stronger mechanically. He was, he was uh, his force was strong. He had the machines keeping him alive. Like, you know, there's like, um, like life support. And so I think he, it was kind of like a gift to Luke like to set him down that path, also to set him down the path of becoming like dark, to go into the dark side. So I feel that that's the significance of it. And that might be a different take than a lot of other people have, but that's my new one, Craig. That's pretty interesting. I mean, that, that whole fight I think is, is fascinating where it looks like he's trying to kill Luke up until the end where he, you know, asks him to join him. And so, you know, I, I've kind of gone with the, he's, seeing if he's ready you know it's kind of like well if you die quickly then you're not worth my time but since you held, held your own for as long as you did now it's time to put all the cards on the table yeah i think uh, he definitely it was a definitely a test absolutely yeah uh let's see uh david why don't you go ahead and ask your question uh, yeah. why is mace windu that's how you pronounce his name right 
Yeah. Why is his lightsaber purple? Like the only purple one? You want the real answer or you want the, the Star Wars answer? I'm going to give you the real answer. Samuel Jackson wanted to stand out on screen from everybody else. That's the real answer. The other answer is he had a different kind of crystal in his, in his lightsaber. I know that's a really blunt way to answer it, but it's just, you know, I'm being real. So, sometimes there's just, you know, it's movie making and that's what he wanted. Uh, let's see. Vaden, why don't you go ahead and jump in? In and of itself is so Star Warsy. It's so, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Vaden. Um, so why do some Jedi's disappear when they die? Uh, I don't know the exact answer to that. My interpretation of it is they are just, they just dissipate into the force. They become part of the, part of the galaxy, part of the universe. I don't know, maybe Mr. Dickinson has a better answer for that. So there a lot of that's really vague and I, and I love that it's vague, but what I've kind of pieced together from the movies and you know clone war season six is that it's a it has to do with a state of complete selflessness which is something the sith will never do which is why we don't see the sith do it uh and so it's you know qui-gon being open to new ideas and pursuing the wills and and all of those things finds this technique where you can retain your identity after death while in the force but isn't able to fully do that before he dies, but enough, he's done, uh, able to do it enough where he's able to communicate with Yoda, which we see in, in Clone Wars and, and at least point Yoda in the right direction for that. So apparently Yoda figures that out and kind of passes that on to, to Obi-Wan or the, the three of them kind of figure it out. It's kind of the way I, I read it. We haven't actually seen it, but that's hinted at, you know, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, that there is this technique that we can kind of do and, and we don't find out what it is, but then we see the result of it uh, in the original trilogy. Uh, it gets really complicated when you start talking about well, what happens with Anakin in the Force Ghost, because that's a whole other thing where, you know, one, he doesn't disappear when he dies, and two, he's totally different in appearance when he shows up. And, you know, is I've also heard things like maybe Force Ghosts only appear to super uh, Force-sensitive people, like Luke could see them at the end on on Endor, but could Leia see them? We don't know. Could Han see them? Chewbacca see them? Or is it like, how does that work, right? Do, do they... Leia should have saw them then because she is force sensitive. Right. Over the course of time. I, I just, it's interesting that it, there are little gems that you can get out of the cartoons, you can get out of the movies that lead you down to that path. I think with Anakin though, I think that Darth Vader is who fought Luke and Darth Vader is who through the Emperor down the, to his death. But Anakin died back on Mustafar years prior and he did force ghost and that's why he was there. That's what I always say. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never heard that before. I think that that's a fascinating way to look at it, you know, because there's been some argument about what who it should have been, you know, as the force ghost. So if you do, if you take that that from that point of view that that Anakin did die, that's how he looked on, on Mustafar. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a fascinating theory. I like that. Uh, let's see. Gabriel, why don't you go ahead and jump in? Who's your favorite Jedi? Uh, well, she's not a Jedi. My, so I was, I was going to say Ahsoka, just like off, just right off the top of my head. But if we go by what Ahsoka is and what she is, and she's technically not a Jedi. So Obi-Wan has always been 
the consummate Jedi as far as like growing up, like it, it was always Obi-Wan and then Obi, Obi-Wan was the force ghost and Obi-Wan, then we started seeing him more in the cartoons and there's an episode of um, Rebels with um, Darth Maul and Obi-Wan and it's some of the most powerful Star Wars storytelling. It's called Twin Sons and it's brilliant. I don't know if you ever, if your uh, teacher ever told you about that, but that is, if you have Disney Plus, that's certainly something to check out. So Obi-Wan is my favorite. See, the thing is, is I'm an Empire guy. I think that the, the Empire has cooler designs and cooler ships and they got cooler helmets. Um, I am a Darth Vader fan, but I, you know, there's some good Jedis, but Obi-Wan, that's who I'll go with today. I mean, your teacher will tell you, a lot of stuff in Star Wars goes by your mood or what's going on that day for you. Yeah, no, that that's definitely true. And and we, you know, in this class, we we only watched the first six films because that's what we had time for. But yesterday I, I spent time and I, I kind of joked earlier that I was like a Disney plus shill that said, hey, are these are all the things that you can find and introduce them. Like, hey, that Rebels is out there. Clone Wars is out there. Bad Batch is currently airing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go find these things. And we did briefly touch on Ahsoka and said, hey, go, you know, go find these things. And I, if you like what you've seen here, there's a whole lot more that you can kind of pick from. Uh, and kind of expand your knowledge if you want to. The Mandalorian, watch that too. Yeah, we're going to start that on Monday. I don't know how much we're going to get through, but just because it's awesome, I'm going to show them at least the first couple episodes. You're, you're a great teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Bree, you got another question. What? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. She said, what's your favorite quote? Ah. Uh. Darth Vader telling Princess Leia in the original Star Wars that she is a traitor and part of the Rebel Alliance and to take her away. It's the, the amount of gusto that um, actually like behind the scenes hearing David Prowse who was in the Vader suit do those lines. You can see it on YouTube if you wanted to look it up. It's really funny. He has a high-pitched British voice. It doesn't sound right. But just the way uh, James Earl Jones in the original Darth Vader voice, the way he just says, no, you're a traitor and you're part of the Rebel Alliance. Take her away. I, a lot of people have other great quotes, but I think that sets the stage for what's about to have it happen in the saga. Yeah, and then, you know, that, that, uh, that whole scene takes on new meaning after Rogue One, too. It was just like, oh, I just God. saw you 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. So yeah. Good. You're so lying to me, and I don't buy it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Vaden, I think you were next in line. Do you have a favorite person that's on the dark side? Oh, Darth Vader, without a doubt. I am a huge Darth Vader fan, and it was like that. He was the first character I really, really was drawn to. I, I, Star Wars came out in 77, so I was two and a half when it came out. Uh, by the time Empire Strikes Back came out, I was a little bit more conscious of what was going on in the world, and Darth Vader was the first character to really capture me, scared me. It was like, this is... I thought to me, I look at my dad, my dad's a good guy. And like, I look at Luke and his dad is Darth Vader. That's, that's a lot to process. It's followed closely behind by Darth Maul and Savage Press, but Darth Vader will always reign supreme for me. Awesome. Uh, Gabriel, why don't you go ahead and ask your question? Why do you think Han doesn't believe in the force? Han came from a, from a rough background. Han didn't see much but crime and sadness and just general dis, just sadness his whole life. 
there was nothing for Han to believe that there would be a force. He's heard the ghost stories. He's heard the stories around, you know, people talking about it, but it's not something he's ever seen. And Han Solo is kind of guy that he's very blunt. And it's, if he feels a certain way that it can't be that way. But once Han does realize that the force exists, he says in the new movies, which you guys can see, and I don't want to do any spoilers, but yeah, it does exist. It's true. All of it. All right. I'm going to take a look at the chat and see what we have not answered. Uh, let's see. David said, why did they change Yoda from CGI to a puppet? Are you down? So David, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, are you talking about from Yoda from the prequels? So Mike, do you want to answer that? Yeah. So is he talking about the prequels? I didn't hear his answer. Yeah. So I think what we're looking at is Yoda is a, a CGI in the prequels and a puppet in empire. So in the prequels, the prequels were actually created, they were um, filmed and made 20 years after the original film. So the uh, episode four, the original Star Wars came out first, then Empire Strikes Back, then Return of the Jedi, and then back in the 90s, then we had The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. So the reason why they went back to CGI is Lucas was doing it, the technology was better, he wanted to do everything in CGI, so they went from from the puppet, which back in the 70s is about the best they could do to the CGI. But I have to be honest, I'd, I'd still prefer the puppet over the CGI, except for that fight scene, Mr. Dickens scene, the one with uh, Darth Tyrannus. Yeah, and I remember seeing some things in the, in the behind uh, the scenes stuff for Attack of the Clones. That was like one of the main reasons that they, you know, had to create the, the digital Yoda because they you couldn't do you yeah. couldn't have a puppet fight Christopher Lee. That just wouldn't work. Uh, small aside, because we had this debate last night. Yoda in The Last Jedi as a puppet. How do you feel about that puppet? Because I was saying I didn't like that puppet. I know they tried to make it look like the Empire puppet, but to me, it just didn't work. What do you think about that? Well, now you're going to force me to watch it again and watch <laughs> your eyes because it's. I was happy they when they went back to a puppet. I was so, and every time I've watched it since, I'm so caught up in what Yoda's saying and what Luke is talking about in that scene to even I, to even focus on it being a different puppet. You know what I mean? So now I got to go back and check. But I, that scene, it's just too, um, it's too deep. It's too emotional. I, I focus on the words. That's fair. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I'll ask a couple more questions in the, in the chat here. Let's see. Uh, Kimberly says, do you think Padme was really in love with Anakin? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there was, um, Padme was, you know, she gave up her life for her people since she was a young girl. And she comes across this young, brash, cocky, handsome fellow who can lift up pears and cut them with his thoughts. And I, I think that that um, Anakin had a lot of, she knew him from when he was smaller and he had a lot of issues and, and Padme was a kind person and she saw the good in Anakin. And I do, I think she, yeah, I, I absolutely believe she fell in love with him. And I think Luke and Leia are a product of that love. I just think that in the end, once Anakin changed to Vader, it killed Padme, it broke her heart. Literally, she says, you're breaking my heart, Anakin. Well, I got I to gotta follow up with that then. So what about the, the opposite? Do you think that Anakin was really in love with Padme? 
I think Anakin was so in love with Padme and Anakin lost his mom and everything else important to him that he was doing everything he could. And that's listening to the chancellor and thinking of having dark, dark side uh, lifestyle to keep her alive. Like the reason why he didn't go after why he let the emperor live was he needed him alive to save Padme, to keep Padme alive because he kept having those dreams that she was going to die. Well, let's see. Uh, Ethan says, why do you think the Jedi can't tell who Darth Sidious is? So Palpatine was in the, the public light for a long, long time. And he was always just a senator and he didn't, he seemed like he was helpful and there was nothing to indicate any of those senators were anything of a dark Sith. And I think over the, the ages of not having a Sith around, I think the Jedi got comfortable. I think they got cocky. I think they had a lot of hubris. And I think that they, that the Sith completely came in under their nose and, and it was too late before they, they could, do it, could do anything about it. Let's see. Uh, Haley says, why did Count Dooku turn to the dark side? What do you think about that? Hmm. That is a good question. I think, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember if there was an absolute reason why. I, it's always been my opinion that, listen, the Emperor is very, very um, manipulative. He finds, he finds out the things that scare you, the things that are important to you, and he tries to turn it against you. And just with Padme, he was telling Anakin, like, you can save her. I had, did you ever hear Darth Plagueis the Wise and how he, you know, could be immortal? And so I think that, I think that Count Dooku was a Jedi and things were going all right, but he was promised more. And, and the older you get, maybe you consider things a different way. He was wrong, but I guess he uh, wanted to be on the different side of it scrolling through here there's a few kind of ones we've answered already what uh genesis asks why is the film set a long time ago in a galaxy far far away um I, because that's the way george lucas wanted it uh, because it's it makes an interesting it makes it all the more interesting as a human being in today's well let's say back in 77 like there weren't cell phones yet there weren't there wasn't as much technology as as you guys, gals are used to today. And I think just the idea of saying that all this happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far, far away. It's just time is forever. It just, a lot of things have happened in life. And this is just one of those stories that has st stood the test of time. It was told down from person to person throughout the galaxy, from galaxy to galaxy across the universe. Okay, let's see. Yeah, love that. Uh, Kimberly says, what are your thoughts about the clone troopers fighting for the Jedi? When you first see that happen in an attack of the clones. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought that it was going to go, when I first saw that movie, I thought it was going to go a completely different direction than it did, which makes, if you, if your students ever want to go to Disney plus and watch rebels or watch the bad batch or watch clone wars, like. The fact that you have these clones, they're close to the Jedi, they're friends with the Jedi, the generals love their clone troopers, and Order 66 happens and the Jedi get taken out, and now you just have these couple clones that are left over. Like, it's kind of tragic how they're left and why they exist. Even the reason they exist, they're, they're just treated like nothing. Awesome. 
Uh, let's see, we've got a couple more hands raised. So uh, Alexandro, why don't you ask your question? Um, so what do you think about the light differences and attack of the clones? Like how in the beginning of the movie, the, the camera pans up instead of down. And then during the fight with the droids, the droids come in from the, from the left instead of the right. Like the switch, like how the good guys usually come from the left instead of, and they came in the right in that fight. Like there's like differences, small differences in that movie that are different from other movies. I don't know the exact reason why, but Alexandro, I am so impressed with that question because when I was in the theater, the first time I saw that movie, I was expecting the, the camera to pan the correct way and that happened and it kind of blew my mind. I was like, what is going to go happen differently in this movie? And I think it's done to set the stage to have a kind of a different mindset to it because things aren't always what you what they seem and things aren't always what you expect them to be. So. I think some of those choices were made for subtle, um, subtle hints uh, along those lines to, to lead you along those lines. But that's great. If you came up with that on your own, you're a smart dude. That's a really smart question. Got a couple more things in the chat. We're getting down to the last couple of minutes. In fact, uh, Mike, I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, let's, do, let's do one more because I think we're almost to the end of class. I love this question. Uh, Bree asked, do you have your own head cannon? Let's talk about head cannon for a minute. Head cannon is as, part as, as far as what I think is Star Wars and what isn't Star Wars. I'm going to... The one thing about Full of Sith that we had in mind when we first started the show is, yes, there's right and wrong answers in life and there's right and wrong answers in Star Wars, but it's all under... It's all up to interpretation from the person. So... If people want to be strict on canon and things have to be this way and, and that's how it has to be, then that's how it has to be, then that's okay for them. If, if it has to be a bigger world where you have the books and you have the comics and you have all those things put together, that's fine too. I think anything that enriches your Star Wars or, or something that you love reading or, or experiencing, I think that's great. My head canon is anything that I've read, I've read or saw since 1977. I don't take things out of my canon. I re, I might reassign reasons why things happened after we found out. Because I'll tell you what, a lot of answers, you get a lot of answers from Mandalorian, Rebels, The Clone Wars, Rogue One, the, you know, the new movies, you get a lot of answers from that stuff. So I'm going to say this. I think as far as anybody's head canon goes, whatever is your Star Wars, whatever you love about Star Wars, you're the one experiencing it. And if somebody else doesn't like that, so be it. It's, it's your thing. There's a hundred million other people that probably like it the way you do. So don't worry about all the little drama in Star Wars. Just appreciate it, love it, and let it be like a, a big comfort, comfortable blanket over your life when you're having a bad day. Put on some Star Wars and you feel better. Beautiful. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Thanks, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us. Great talking to you. Great seeing you. So this is this. I think that this should become a college course, and you should teach this, and <laughs> actually would get to show the students everything that you could. That'd be great. Well, thank you, sir. Have All a great right. rest of your day. Great weekend. Uh, congratulations on the end of the school year. Bye, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Special thanks again to both Dominique and Mike for taking time out of their busy schedule. We really appreciate it. And as we close, we just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook 
or you can email us at readingbetweenreels at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet, please join our Facebook group. It's a safe place to share your thoughts and discuss all things related to movies.